Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast family, JitteryMonkey.com. And of course, uh, welcomed with open arms into the SB Nation Podcast Network. At least that's what we say. SB Nation might have a different story, but my name is Greg Mahochko. Joining me is one third, another third, the, the second third of the tripod, John Dam Johnston. John, how are you, sir? Great. He's been- oh, I, I have to. I'm sorry. I have to take my mic off mute because uh, I'm taking mic off mute too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the laugh. It's that laugh. That's what's got me laughing the entire introduction. I wasn't able to even concentrate because his <laughs> dorky laugh I haven't heard in a very long time. Well, I, I'm glad we're able to bring people back together. So anyway, John's yeah. here. Uh, Mike is here. Uh, Husker Mike, Mike Jackson, and uh, the ranch babe herself, Jill Heemstra. Jill, welcome to the welcome back to the show. I am so glad to be here. I'm not going to publicly disclose the uh, the phrase you used to describe the recording group uh, earlier. It's not that my, is a good thing. It's not my place to say. Uh, so, so Jill's here, and and as I mentioned, Mike, Mike, uh, haven't talked to you in a while, man. How you been? Not too, well, not too bad. Just, just way too much stuff going on. <laughs> with, I've been uh, three kids. Our kids go kids with all their sports and activities. Like, uh, you don't have hardly any time to do anything. You think when the kids were were in diapers that they were busy? No, nah, it's when they get into into late elementary school and junior highs when you suddenly you you see your wife in the morning and then on your way out and then when you go to bed <laughs> in the meantime it's running around here there everywhere and and uh, oh my gosh yeah they're 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 crazier the older they get yes it it, it does you think you think it's just the opposite but and, and but uh, yeah. no it's I was gonna say, you know, Jill and John both have, you know, uh, children who are, you know, John's of course are. I'd, I'd like to say they're grown and out of the house, but he's not that lucky. Uh, and and Jill's, uh, <laughs> you know, got got a couple that are well on their way. Uh, but my little guy, he's only three. But yeah, I mean, Mike, it seems like yours right at that right age where they're active, but none of them are old enough to drive themselves anywhere. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, okay, Monday night hockey, Tuesday, sometimes has a hockey camp going on. Three nights this week, we got a. Baseball practice last night. Then we also have Cub Scout camp later this weekend. Is like I don't think I've got a free evening until next weekend. <laughs> so we're lucky to ho- have you here tonight. Well, well, the problem is that eventually, at some point in time, the kids get to he has to go to bed. He was he about fell asleep. I swear, I think he was about to fall asleep on the ice out there. He was laying down on the ice like. So, I I could do that. I was going to ask a question. I get it. 
And, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, Mike, what, what's it like being, uh, I mean, essentially you're an Uber or a Lyft, right? I mean, do you ever just put one of those little signs in and then charge your kids? <laughs> Except I still have to pay for it. <laughs> but they, they should pay, right? I mean, you give them allowance, yeah. they turn around and pay you to take them to practice. That's, Maybe. That's the way it should be. It's an interesting, interesting idea there. I, I didn't even thought about that. Let's see. You, you want, need to track your I'd hours have to, have to, to later. When you, when you when you consider the amount it costs to send for hockey, I have to I have to take a second job just to pay his allowance to afford that. So <laughs> that is one reason why we didn't get our kids into hockey. My God! Yeah. And then there's like, you know, up here there's massive amounts of ice ice rinks. But yeah. uh, if you're going to have ice time, you're getting up at five thirty in the morning to go to practice sometimes. So uh, I there was I wasn't one like five forty five but five thirty but there was a couple times where I was up this past winter at five forty five so that seven a.m. practice gets <laughs> wow no no glad those days are done I can't wait we're going to definitely mention hockey later in the show but let's start here we've got some quality topics to discuss uh, and. We're going to start on a couple of, I, I don't know, uh, perhaps down notes. Uh, we heard early in the week, uh, I think it was Monday, that uh, Darren Erstad was stepping down as uh, the head coach of the Husker baseball team. Uh, reasons cited were, you know, quality reasons. Um, he may have, I, I don't know, there was discussion in the Slack chat room that, you know, he couldn't, you know, couldn't get the team over the hump, uh, you know, things like that, and that, that you know, I know that at the consensus, the general consensus that I picked up from the Slack chat room uh, on Sunday was, you know what, if you're talking about firing Darren Erstad, you're crazy. I agree with that. But, you know, he, okay. he might have, uh, you know, after a discussion with Bill Moose, there might have been say, hey, you've got kids who, uh, you know, because Bill Moose, as we all know, is a family man. He's like, you got kids, you probably want to see them grow up, right? Maybe maybe now's a good time to, to step. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that happened, but. But, uh, you know, family was the, the reason certainly that was cited for Erstad to step down. Uh, let's, you know, let, let's discuss that. I, I wanted to get Keith on this week's show, but he's under the weather. So, Keith, we're, we're with you, man. We, we hope that you uh, uh, feel better soon. Um, obviously, there's, you know, some stuff to dissect there at the uh, end of the baseball season and, and the Erstad conversation. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Erstad stepping down. Jill, uh, uh, did that come as a shock that uh, – Perhaps maybe that he wasn't, uh, you know, going to be the head coach moving forward, but certainly the the way that it all happened. Yeah, it, I was a little bit surprised, you know, given some of, uh, you know, Bill Moose had done that vote of confidence earlier. He talked about, oh, Darren's going to be here as long as he wants to be or something along those lines. But it was... Uh, it was also not entirely surprising that he resigned. I, I don't know if it really was family stuff and if it was good for him, but I mean, he had to recognize at some point that Husker baseball is, uh, in a holding pattern and a little bit or a little bit. And he's, you know, I think he probably could be a good head coach, but he went right from volunteer to head coach. That's a, pretty big jump but people who know baseball better than me probably need to comment on that well i'm going to 
draw a parallel. Uh, you know, of course, I, I live and was you know, born and raised in, in the shadows of the Gateway Arch, been a Cardinal fan my whole life. And, uh, you know, when Tony La Russa retired, Mike Matheny, you know, was, was brought in as a manager. And, of course, he played, you know, a decade plus, uh, you know, spent a long time with the Cardinals, I think finished his playing career with the Giants and then was coaching Little League. And then kind of out of nowhere, plucked from obscurity, as, as some would say, he was named the manager. I mean, he might have had some, you know, front office, you know, job or something like that with, with the ball club. But then he was named the manager, and and it didn't work out. Uh, and, and it took a team that, you know, I think, you know, prior, you know, within the last year or two before he was the manager, you know, they were playing in the World Series. They were playoff contenders. And then over time started, you know, just – decelerating with Erstad, I, I thought you know maybe they never got over the hump but they were always competitive I mean you look at this year they were you know second place in the Big Ten tournament uh, they had a, a regional win and you know at, at times we're playing some really fantastic ball um, I'd argue I'd argue that they were probably one out away from being in a super regional <laughs> that's right because they were up I think three runs in the ninth inning uh, to yep. uh, Oklahoma State, and yep. I mean that for that right there, I, I definitely don't see Bill Moose's you know vote of confidence as just being for show. You know, I, I think that you know what uh, I think Darren Erstad because he's you know I, I don't know if legacy is the right word, but you know an alum, you know obviously has ties to the football and the uh, baseball programs could have written his own story you know as the husker coach and unfortunately they didn't have as much success as all husker fans and you know obviously you know players and coaches you know wanted to have throughout his tenure but but you know if if you get you get the perfect perfect excuse if you will uh you know say hey you know what my kids are growing up i want to spend time you know being their dad and and watch i it to me it it seemed you know, it, he didn't go out like he was the worst in the Big Ten. You know, he was able to go out on his own terms. John? How many times have we been to the College World Series? I'll look that Any, up. You keep anybody? talking. I think three. Three. Three times. How many years have we played baseball? Ninety? A hundred years of baseball? Three fucking times we've been to the College World Series, and everybody – there's a lot of baseball fans, Nebraska baseball fans, that act like we should be going there every year because of some God-given right. I'll tell you what. When I heard about Darren Erstad retiring or you know resigning, I, I was completely shocked, and then I cried because I've been around Erstad a number of times – being in press conferences, being on the field next to him, taking photos and stuff like that. The guy is a class act. He's an amazing person. I think that all of his players, you know, I mean, and most of the time when you get around players who would say, I'd run through a wall for my coach, they would say that for a lot of coaches. But I think, uh, I don't think there was anything more that, to this than Darren Erstad saying, you know what, I did this for a while. I think I'm going to wa- go watch my kids grow up and, um, and that's it. And as far as not getting over the hump, you know, he was within one out or one strike of getting uh, to uh, probably, like you said, a super regional. Uh, <clears throat> but the whole, the whole, we should walk into the Big Ten and own it. 
uh, and never lose a game to Northwestern or somebody like that. I, we'll see how the next coach does, who it is, and and, and how he does. And, then, you know, if he isn't just killing everybody in the Big Ten where there are good teams and where are there are good coaches, uh, are we just going to want to crucify the next guy in two years? So it's a never ending. That is never ending with us. The constant drama, the constant demands, the constant. I guess that's sports fans, isn't it? Point of order, John. You, you make that claim about every coach in every sport uh, at the University of Nebraska. You know, you, and, and you're not wrong. You know, if, if certain expectations are not met in a certain time frame, and, you know, Tim Miles was, was the same way, you know, Scott Frost, if things, you know, don't improve greatly from the four and eight campaign and and i'm sure you know hoiberg is going to experience the same they're they're only given so much of a leash you know what i'm saying before uh you know fans just turn on them um and it's it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that we can't all just you know granted you don't what is it what's what's the saying you root for the team but you don't necessarily have to like the the players or personnel or something like that i mean how does that go but I'm going to throw something in here is a little bit of a counterpoint to what John was saying. Not a counterpoint, but didn't Nebraska and, and Erstad especially lobby for the Big Ten to get better at baseball? I mean, he kind of and they created did. his own competition <clears throat> I, in some ways. He did, and, and I think they have. You know, you know what happened uh, in the last couple of days? Indiana had 10 major league dra- or 10 players drafted in the major league draft. They set a record. Indiana. How many players did Nebraska have drafted? One. Yeah, one. Matt Waldron, who was a joy to watch. Now, if everybody thought he was such a bad coach, and I realize this is a really small sample and I'm kind of, you know, cherry picking, but uh, Indiana had that many players drafted. We had one, and we still got as far as we did. I would say that's coaching, wouldn't you? Yeah, and most of Nebraska's talent was young in baseball, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't the upperclassmen well, necessarily. We'll, we'll lose three pitchers. starting pitchers. Next. Yeah. So True. Yeah, that's, the that's, pitching that's was going to be. You can, so next, you can you can grow. The next guy is screwed starting out. No, I think I think coming back they have a lot of I, I do think they have a lot of talent coming back. And in in fact I'd almost uh, go so far as to say the next head coach is going to you know, it's not like the cupboards are bare. Um, you know, you might have to, you know, develop some pitching, but you should be developing pitching every year. You know? You should never just be like, Okay, well we've got three quality upperclassmen, those are our weekend guys and we're gonna ride them you know, to to the wherever, because eventually, like we're seeing, those guys are going to grade out. You know, they're going to graduate. Uh, you know, so you've always got to be developing. It's like it's like quarterbacks. Uh, you've always got to be developing that that next you know next man up. Are we ready for next? <laughs> I mean, we can be. Yeah, let's do it because I have a yeah. perfect segue. I- a delightful segue. I've been working on this for two days. So on Monday... Oh my God, it better be good. I'm, si- I'm sitting down now. On Monday, <laughs> Darren Erstad resigned, you know, stepped down as the Nebraska men's uh, baseball, or men's, Nebraska head baseball coach. 
and we thought that was going to be the big story of the week. And on Tuesday, Maurice Washington said, hold my bong. He said, hold my what? It was a joke. It was a bong. You know, instead of like, hold my beer, like, watch this, hold my, he said, hold my bong, because he got popped for, you know, uh, drug paraphernalia. Well, John, it's not funny if I have to explain it to you. <laughs> and that's well, he that, didn't. That, that, all of a sudden, it cut out there. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the last part of it at all. Uh huh. Uh huh. Be that way. So anyway, Maurice Washington back in trouble. We waited law. two weeks. We spent waited two days for that. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> this is my damn show, and I'll make whatever bad jokes I want to. <laughs> so anyway, Maurice so, Washington back so in the news and- in unfortunate manner. Is this a deal? I mean, it's a deal because he's already under. I mean, you have to admit it's stupid. It's really stupid when you're already like facing potential felony charges, right? But to actually, to actually, uh, you know, then add on to it, it's like, oh my god, but what's going on, Maurice, dude? I think I think you said it. I I think you said it right there, John. It's. If if there weren't the issues that he's you know the 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 legal situation in California, I don't think it's an issue. But if anything, and I think uh, someone made this point in, in the Slack chat room, it's it just shows poor judgment on his case. Like he doesn't realize the magnitude of scrutiny that he's under and, and the intensity of the spotlight that's on him. I mean, you you've got to be squeaky clean. If you want to try to continue playing Division One college football, facing the situation you're facing in California, like you can't, you can't have any more hiccups. You know, that's like you were. That was a hell of a strike one. And and I just I don't know if or how he's going to recover. Mike, the 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 the, uh, the uh, pot charge by itself is. Is a well is a very minor effect. I mean, it's not. E- I mean, there's ten states where it's it's not even an issue. So, so it's. But as was pointed out, it's like he's already in enough trouble. And I would argue that that uh, you know, that uh, what he did, what he's been accused of in California, is is uh, is probably two strikes counts double. Just uh, yeah, that is true. You know, it, it's it's a very serious uh, charge there, uh, but so you know he, he's on a very he should he should be on a very short leash, and you know it. You know, he's already on that tipping point where there's a lot of people who want him gone just based off of what what he's been accused of so far. You know, this is this might be like dropping a feather on the on the pendulum and that's the thing that sends him crashing down because uh you know by itself it was no it's no not it's not really a big deal heck it, I mean, like i said it's legal in in 10 states but almost to be not, 11 if you include illinois i, I want to know i want to know what really happened i mean did you know the UNLP police show up to his room and they're like hey it smells funky here and then they go we're not really finding anything except whose bong is this? And then everybody in the room points at Maurice. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't have one guy to go, I'm your dude, Maurice. Come on. I'm yeah. your dude, Mo. I'll take Somebody, it for you. No, it's my bong, officer. Somebody in the dorm thinked him out, but what was it? What time was it that they caught there? Wasn't it something like it was way in the early morning wee hours? Wee yeah. hours, you know, the wee time of time of day when when nothing good happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's the same dorm where my son lived this past year, and where yeah. he's going to live this upcoming year. So, yay! And, and, <laughs> well, and, and and it's summer school too. I mean. <laughs> You know, it's like there's there's aren't that many people there aren't that many people on campus other than football players. So, and wait a minute, which dorm was it? Does anybody University know? Suites? Jill? Yeah, University oh. Suites. Okay, so newer stuff. It's not like SRAM or Harper. Oh yeah, or and it's like a that. big complex. Yeah. You know, it's it's where the uh, rich people live. Okay. Well, Here's I wouldn't a, exactly say that. <laughs> don't they usually don't they usually put the athletes together on this stuff also? I mean, do you get finked yeah, out by I a think team? So. You know, it's like it's like you know, yeah, you know, that's an interesting dichotomy. It's like cuz, you know, the UNL police didn't just come wandering by. Somebody somebody uh made the report. So, not Mike, like, probably a walk on probably a walk on running back. <laughs> no, I mean, Mike. Mike, you, you bring up a good a good point because my question is, and, and obviously every individual has to be held accountable for their decisions, right or wrong, you know, good or bad. They have to be held accountable. But when you're in, when, when you're on a team, like where where were the teammates? Does does he not have any friends on the team that he can hang out with that that would, you know, help? guide him down the straight and narrow path. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it just seems like they could have been there. They could have been there for all we know. They could have been there. They just, it wasn't their bong. That's right. That's that's right. I mean, no, you're, you're not wrong. You just a pattern of behavior or just bad judgment eventually tells you enough. Yeah. I mean, send a video to somebody you dated how many years ago, and then when you're under the microscope to do something like this, regardless of how you feel about the situation, I mean, you are being watched. So what do you do? You know, you drink your milk and and you get to bed by 10 o'clock. That's what you do. So my my question is, and I'll ask everybody, uh, or you know, we can go around the horn. Does he have any more chances at Nebraska? Or, I mean, it, that's one significant and one relatively minor, you know, infraction. Did, it, does he suit up in in twenty nineteen for for Nebraska or ever again, uh, Mike? My guess is that everything is on hold until we get some more clarification as to just what's going on in California. I don't think there's any rush to go ahead and and and, uh, and make any call let the let the pro- legal process work its way out for another you know, 2 months really. And then in August 
see where things lie. If, if you know, my suspicion is that is that based on the stat where we're at right now, what we know that I don't, I think he will not uh, play. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he'll ne- he's gone from Lincoln until this case in Cal. California gets resolved, but I think until that case in California is resolved, um, he's he's unlikely to play. I mean, he was he was pretty limited in spring practice. No, I, I don't I don't disagree with you at all, uh, John. What's your take? You know, they did they did an amazing job of just kind of looking past this stuff in the first place, didn't they? You know what I mean? Like, oh, we didn't know anything about that, you know. And I and, and the public has a short attention span, so you know, it, like Mike said, it's up to what happens in California, and then people three, four months from now, fall practice or start, I guess, in two months, and then people would just go, oh, oh, that, you know what I mean? So, plus we 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 seem to have lately hired more mercenary type coaches just recently. There you go. Jill, what do you think is, is uh, Mo Washington's status going forward? Yeah, I don't know, but my son just walked over to me. He's like, what, what happened in, in University Suites? He was like hearing me talk to you guys on the <laughs> on the podcast. But, uh, yeah. He know, doesn't if, know? If, did, did you have no. to tell him that in college? I, I put you guys stoned? on mute. I put you guys on mute and I explained. He's like, "Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not surprised." <laughs> I was going to say, does he not know that occasionally in college people will experiment with recreational drugs? Well, not him. Well, of course not him. Not oh, me. Not me yes. either. No, not wink, at all. Wink. You know, back in my day, you always stuck a towel under the door, so none of that stuff came <laughs> under the door. I, I'm guessing they don't care anymore. Tell, tell us uh, how else you skirted the system, John, when you were in college. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, oh, sure, I never sure. enjoyed marijuana. Never enjoyed it. But I that was, mean you it never. Was, it, it was. I. You, you remember before <laughs> this, we a, said that we would we wouldn't go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's that? John. Was into that other stuff. <laughs> I uh, I would I think you said uh, you cut out there, but I John, would, he said you said I would be more likely. Yeah, he said you were into other stuff. <laughs> you know, in Harper, or I'm sorry, I lived in Shram Shram Six, and what would happen is at the desks there was this board, and you could unscrew that board, and when you did, you found that the the wall board behind it had been completely kicked out or cut out. So if the other, and then the other side, the ne- room next to you. That wall board was cut out, so if that guy unscrewed his little board that was right underneath his desk, you could take an entire keg and shove it through that thing into the next room. So when people were banging on your door going, what's going on in there? You were shoving a keg into the next room, and if necessary, the next room after that. But, you know, what do I know? Anyway, let's move on. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. More topics in discussion on the five heart podcast welcome back to the five heart podcast greg mahochko john dam johnston jill heemstra and husker mike jackson in not on in and uh we are back uh, with more f- just scintillating conversation uh for you 
we've uh, knocked out two big topics. Uh, the next ones probably won't take as long. Uh, but let's get to here. Here's something that I didn't see coming. We talked about Darren Erstad stepping down. I didn't see Jim Delaney ever retiring or resigning as Big Ten commissioner. I thought he would uh, uh, find a way to, you know, cryogenically freeze himself in that position. But he's out, and we have a new Big Ten commissioner, John. <laughs> we do. We do have one. But. Here's what I've heard. I've heard that Jim Delaney is going to have his head cut off and sealed in one of those glass jars, just like in Futurama. I'm glad you made so the Futurama reference. So about 10 years from now, in 10 years now, we're going to have Delaney's back. Delaney's back. I'm so excited because so, then we can also drop little, like, fish food flakes into his jar. It's sealed, Greg. Not in Futurama. It's not John. Oh, it isn't. I okay. watch. I watch Futurama every night at bedtime. It is my happy place. It is my. It's my warm blanket of entertainment. I go to sleep to Futurama every night on Hulu, and I encourage everybody else wow. to. Wow. So I can't tell okay. you how many the number of times I've I've been through uh, the entire series. It's a fun show. I uh, dare I say, and here we go. If you've ever wanted to call in and complain about something that was said on uh, this podcast, I am going to give you a golden opportunity. I'm going to get that phone number for you. It's important that you know that the phone number to call in and complain, uh, leave a voicemail, is 402-327-1830. Again, 402-327-1830. The most controversial thing I'll ever say probably on the Five Heart Podcast, I like Futurama more than I like The Simpsons. I, I, that's controversial. I think I, I well, I guess if I framed it in, in a way that made it sound like Futurama was better than The Simpsons, um, but no, I I enjoy it more. I never really got into The Simpsons. It was I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid, uh, you know, because we only had one TV and wasn't going to be watched, you know, spent watching silly cartoons. Uh, so as I grew up, Futurama came around about uh, the time I was late in high school and. And, uh, I don't know, kind of gravitated towards that. So there you Do go. either of you other two think that that's even remotely controversial? Because I, I don't think I've ever watched Futurama, so... Oh, oh my God! What the hell? Jill? Hi? Um, yeah, I'm the token female here, so... Yeah, I got no opinion, sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, no, you know, I've never se I've seen enough to know that it's sort of funny, maybe ish. I've never watched Futurama. Sorry, Greg. That's okay. You can't see it, but like, all, all of the wind just went out I, of my sails. I have a feeling that we're just going to. You know, all this conversation is going to end up on the cutting room floor, and it's going to be a half-hour podcast this week. You would be surprised. He doesn't how much cut anything. He doesn't cut anything. God, I don't. Anyway, the Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren. His name is Kevin Warren. It took okay? us a long time. He to has get back zero to ties to anything. <laughs> <laughs> he has zero ties to the Big Ten. Zero. 
but he looks like a very impressive human being, except for the fact they spent like since 2015 as the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings, a season in which there's never, I mean, a franchise in which there's never been a season in which they didn't let their fans down. He's going to rub losing off on the Big Ten. Oh, no, actually, We're all do. This is good news for Nebraska because I don't know if you know this or not, but J.D. Spielman's father also is, you know, connected or tied to the Minnesota Vikings. So obviously this is going to play directly into Nebraska's uh, Nebraska football's success moving forward. I love your okay. option, Greg. I mean, I don't know of any other Big Ten school that has, uh, uh, you know, a tie directly to, you know, Minnesota. I, I don't know. Moving on. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad we finally got around to his name because uh, I didn't know his name, and now I do. Kevin Warren. Do we, do we applaud for him, or do we wait and see if he's done anything important first? Well, one thing is, is that the only thing he's really got to do is is start kicking his tires on a new TV deal in a couple of years. So really, he's, he's got time. There's no major decisions he has to make. I mean, unless Texas starts acting like uh, like uh, Texas and and start trying to blow up the what's left of the Big Twelve again. But you know, he, he, but what's he going to do about Rutgers? <laughs> <laughs> cash, cash every one of those checks from New York City's cable companies. <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you smile. this. Correct answer. Ding, ding, ding. Let, let, no, Jill, since, since you... Yeah, answered. well, it's like we were at family dinner and you just said, like, what are we going to do about Uncle Bob? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's passed out. Let him, leave him alone. Don't kick him. Since Jill brought up the redheaded stepchild in the room, would you trade a Rutgers for a Texas? No. no. I was going to say, you don't get to choose any other team. It's got to be like, all right, Rutgers is out, Texas is in. No, no. Do you, th- do you think there's room in the big t- – I mean, one thing Jim Delaney was, was excellent at was keeping the egos in Ann Arbor and Columbus in check. That's what I'm, th- that's what I'm wondering. It, does Texas see you know a, a new commissioner with no – you know? Really, I mean, no commissioner experience. Do you think they try to bully their way into the conference? Only if they mistake no. Minnesota nice for for their opportunity. That's fair. And I, I'll let John riff on Minnesota nice. Hey, you know, you know, know, how, I'm, you know not, I'm, how... I'm going to go back to that. You know what? Texas, they, Texas can't push around Ohio State. They can't push around Michigan. You know else who they can't push around? They can't push around Northwestern. You know why? Because this conference is equal. And oh, Northwestern has been around for a very long time in the conference. I thought or you- they can't push around Michigan State. There's nothing Texas can do for bullying coming into the Big Ten. I thought you were Everyone, say- everyone, including Northwestern, would look at them and tell them to go fuck themselves. I thought you were going to say they do this or that. Even Rutgers. John, yes. I thought you Rutgers. were going to say they can't push around Northwestern uh, because – They'd be you know, like limping into the conference with their highest uh, cumulative GPA in team history at two point eight nine uh, for for yeah. football, and, and, and then and Northwestern would look at that and laugh and say, "I'm sorry, our our third string long snapper has a higher GPA than your entire team." 
And when did Texas win some kind of significant championship in debate and speech? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, and the other thing is the the long they would have to come to like uh, they'd have to play in Ann Arbor in November. They would freeze. Them That's what I off. do too. At night. Do you, well, serious quick because I've never been that nor- that far north. Uh, what is worse, at night in November or like eleven in the morning? Oh, at night. Okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In when, November at night. Listen, yeah. When the when the sun goes down up here, right? Okay. Because here's the thing you need to understand about Minnesota is far enough north that. Our days get to be very long, but when winter comes, the days get to be pretty short. So when the sun goes down in November, I mean, the temperature's just dropping like a rock. And people aren't, if you're not used to that, I mean, it's, it, you turn into a, that's why they don't play night games in November in the Big Ten. Because it just gets, it can get extremely cold, like deadly cold. Yeah. It, it, the, when the sun goes down, it takes, takes about 20 degrees off the temperature. 50, you know, 40 degrees in the afternoon, you put on a, you know, an extra sweatshirt, a uh, heavy coat, you know, and you, and you survive 40 degrees at, at, uh, yeah, in after dark feels like it's in the twenties and you've got to add three more layers on top of it. And if it's in the twenties and, it's, and it's, uh, and it's at night, that's it's brutal. Darn cold. Okay. Well, now I know. And that's why the Vikings built their indoor stadium made all of glass. So it was like a greenhouse, right, John? I think you watched that from your hospital bed, didn't you? I did. One of the things, one of the things <laughs> I had was a, a, a – what I was told was if you can get up and walk to the end of the hall by yourself and back, you can leave the hospital. So I, this was a very big goal for me. And at the end of the hall was a window to the Viking stadium. So I would walk down there and go, hey, losers, and then I'd walk back. Let's move okay. on. While we're talking uh, yeah. uh, Big Ten, let's go even bigger scale to the NCAA. Uh, men's basketball has uh, pushed back the three-point line, and, I mean, it, it's now to the international length, and I couldn't care less. Wow. Do either of you care? Does it affect women's basketball? No. Does anybody know? No. Well, that means they're going to have to be painting stripes between games, moving moving the stripes on the court. So, of course, with the with the amount of money Nebraska's got now, they'll probably just have two different floors. They'll just pick up the uh, out of the women's floor and the men's floor. <laughs> That's probably true, actually. I want to point out that this happened. This happened just as we hire Fred Hoiberg, who, if I'm not mistaken, he's known for running a high shoot and high offense offense, high octane offense. I don't know. Maybe he runs a high offense, but um, ching. Anyway, that's so. Maurice Washington is going to be the point guard. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But I, he, he, we, they changed this just as we show up with a guy that's going to run a lot of three points. They're literally against us. Well, I, I don't know that. 
it could be. I don't know that it's going to make a difference for Hoiberg, but it might cut down on the number of other teams that kick that shoot the shoot the three. So look, the the NIT, you know, played with this a little bit, uh, you know, this past uh, postseason, and when they pushed it back, uh, you know, for for the uh, national invitational tournament, and the. The needle didn't move a whole lot. It went from 35.2% in the regular season to 33% uh, in the NIT. And that was, you know, and this is straight from USA Today, the 32-team field attempted 23.1 three-pointers during the postseason tournament compared to 22.8 attempts during the regular season. So, I mean, they were... Uh, for lack of a better term, desperation, whatever you want to call it, you know, game is on the line, let's chuck up a three. Uh, attempting them more, marginal, I would say, you know, marginally less successful. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I said, it it doesn't wow me one way or the other. You know, it's, it's college basketball, and it's just something to do until uh, the next baseball season or football season. I mean, so wow. We, you know what? You're going to be changing your tune. We start winning, 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 winning. Hey, I, I'm riding the high yeah. of the St. Louis Blues right now. Okay. Oh, we had to stick the hockey in here, didn't we? Hey, to, to quote Matthew <laughs> Wilder, obviously you were you were comatose on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I mean, I was watching the game. I was just not. Happy, I, I, at one I point, was, I, I was suffering at, I was suffering at my daughter's dance recital, and I look, bring up Twitter, and says, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm not missing. I'll watch, I'll watch my daughter dance." At one point, I got off the couch, and my wife, she looks, she's like, "You're gonna go get a beer, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." It was not. It was a, it was a three goal deficit in the first period. I'm like, "This is gonna be a long night," and it was. And then they bounced back, and. Uh, it, little peek behind the curtain for all you listeners out there. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Game five is Thursday in Boston. If St. Louis uh, wins that one, they take a three games to two lead and have a chance to win their first Stanley Cup in franchise history coming up on Sunday. And uh, that'd be, it, and it'd be at home at the Enterprise Center in uh, St. Louis. That'd be pretty fantastic stuff. All right, that, that's uh, pretty much all the hockey that I had. Just a quick little update. Of course, everybody's listening to this after the game. Game five has been played, so hopefully uh, hopefully everybody is a Blues fan and they're happy for me. <laughs> I think the only thing I know about the Stanley Cup isn't like every member of the winning team is supposed to be able to take it home and do whatever they want with it for like a, a day. Oh, my God. I mean, they get a day with it. Yeah, you get a about... day with the Stanley Cup. What I... would you do with your day with the Stanley Cup? I would, honestly, I'd put a hat on it and uh, put <laughs> like strap it in the front seat of my pickup truck and like use the express lane. <laughs> me and me and me and Stanley, we're, we're getting there quicker than everybody else. Um, yeah, but it, it's you know there's some reverence involved. Like you know, I don't think anybody's doing anything lewd with it. Jill, get your mind out of the gutter. Oh no, I I, I think <laughs> I saw, what I've read uh, about was, is like they've, they've a, been putting it in like sw- dropping it in swing pools and you know one player a couple years ago I think had, his, had his kid baptized in it. Yeah, <laughs> see now I, it don't Mike, get, it, I, yeah, Mike, you need to tell us these Stanley Cup stories. It doesn't get any classier than that. <laughs> 
Well, then you know, all, and, and staying out of this time, whole thing. And most of the time, it's 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 just mostly alcohol that's going in it. But <laughs> okay, no, I just looked this up. This is legit. Uh, this is in 2017. A Penguins player had his son baptized in the Stanley Cup, and that's just fantastic. Uh, and it happened. I hope they cleaned it a lot before that. Here we go. Uh, and it happened. Well, usually it's got plenty of alcohol in it, so I'm sure it's. <laughs> this is the best part of the whole story. It's sanitized. The best part of the whole story was that it happened in Minnesota. It happened in John's backyard. John's just upset because he didn't get invited. Probably. You know, I I will say that I, I like hockey. I just haven't watched it for a long time. So now that you guys are talking about it, I'll try to watch some of the finals. And then there's there's my favorite hockey joke. Jesus saved Esposito scores on the rebound. <laughs> oh, that was good. I'm sure you've heard that a million times. I haven't. And it's probably the Esposito. I mean, that's so... Really? I, Maybe it's I'm old. That's what it is. It's it's your old. Um, so anyway, that that's our hockey talk. Uh, and one last. Well, no, we are actually already. Uh, John, will you get out of the damned Google Doc and stop making changes? Oh, sorry, you're changing. Things I have to on make myself nuts. You wrote down your <laughs> joke before you said the joke. I'm looking at it now. Jesus because saves I didn't want to forget scores it. On the it was so important. This day's here. <laughs> so um, I really want access to this Google Doc now. <laughs> we, we will give you. You know what? We'll give you the access to it if you come on and you come up with topics. Oh, did I say go. that? It's not my show. It's Greg's show. <laughs> well, no, it's our show. You're 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 one third. Oh, of it the is. Tripod. You're one third of the tripod. See, without That's you, John, we just fall over. You think that without you, Hoss and I can stand on our own? No. Yeah, see? You Absolutely not. <laughs> I like how you didn't hesitate. Actually, that kind of pisses me off. Damn right. <laughs> um, so real quick, uh, since we mentioned at the top of the show that Darren Erstad stepped down, uh, do we have any, you know, I, I know Will Bolt's a, a name that's been uh, tossed around, but do we have any favorites as far as who we would like the, the next uh, head Baseball coach at Nebraska to be? Rick Keller from Iowa. We don't do anything from Iowa. What are you talking about? He's a damn good coach. He really is. He just, I mean, wherever he's been, he's won. He took Northern Iowa to like a regional. I feel like, <laughs> That's unheard of. I feel like. There. All I, I ever like, heard is that Rick Keller is a damn good coach. Now you guys pick one. Next week you're going to say Kirk Ferentz for de- defensive coordinator for Nebraska. No, that well, he might be a good defensive oh, coordinator. I don't get know. the fuck out of here, John. Because he punts from the thirty-yard line. Yeah. Okay, who else got a baseball coach guy? Jill. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. I don't. Surely there has to be somebody from the College World Series team or teams that somebody can hire back. Isn't that how we do things at Nebraska? There's not, and quit calling me Shirley. <laughs> okay then i'm done that's that's my input no i'm, I'm kidding i was the airplane <laughs> pepsi and milk greg right yeah um laverne and shirley uh okay so yeah i'm old sorry so i was making no i was making an airplane reference 
<laughs> yes. You went Laverne and Shirley, I, which is no, way out no, of no, my I, I, I age did range. understand the airplane reference. I just tried to, yeah, take it and show how old I was. Okay, Sorry. So, so let me ask you this one then, Jill. <laughs> Better female duo, Laverne and Shirley or Thelma and Louise? Oh, good grief. Um, oh, Thelma and Louise was way more fun. I mean, Laverne and Shirley was boring. I mean, Thelma and Louise, they jumped over a cliff. Yeah, yeah. and they died. Think about that. Yeah, that's you, way you, more fun, you know, right? You know what Laverne and Shirley got to do? Work at a brewery. And, oh, well, well, okay. No, I'm rethinking my answer now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, Laverne and Shirley, hands down. Okay. Even though it was probably Milwaukee beer. Oh, wait. No. Okay. Well, Cliff, Milwaukee or... beer. Okay. okay Every, everything in those days, everything in those days was the equivalent of Milwaukee beer. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I man. have friends that make fun of me for liking some of Kugel's stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, uh, have you had their canoe paddler? As opposed to what? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking they all... a legitimate question. Oh. Jill, have you what? had uh, Line and Kugel's uh, Canoe Paddler? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a nice light beer. My husband likes it. I can feed that to him, and he doesn't touch my summer shandy. And yeah, I wouldn't touch a summer shandy. Yeah, we're I... good. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh. I think summer shandy is dish soap. It's not great. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big summer shandy guy. Mike, did you have a baseball coach, Mike? <laughs> oh yeah, well, we kind of got off track, didn't we? <laughs> By the no, way, shot like this, this, this became CN Slack after dark, where it just goes off on weird tangents. And <laughs> By the way, Shots Brewery is where Laverne and Shirley were. Shots. That's it. That was it. That was the word. One thing I have learned with Bill Moose is he's not afraid to, to, to go big. So yeah, a guy like Heller, he's probably a good plan B or C guy. I, 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 I think he's going to take a flyer on, on a big name out there, you know, uh, and I think he's going to kick those tires when he gets a chance, you know, you know, uh, uh, the, Guy, you know, guy at uh, at Virginia. I'm I'm losing I'm names names escaping me right now. Uh, but I I, th- I think he's gonna I think he's gonna ma- he's gonna kick the tires on some on on some big names. I think there's a I think there's a bunch of names that he could that uh, could be out there. But uh, you know you know heck. You know, I think the only names, only names I wouldn't, uh, the only name I think I would rule out would be Dave Van Horn <laughs> at this point, because I just don't see him leaving home. <laughs> no, plus he came within one out of winning a College World Series last year. Yeah, so he, I mean that. I mean that's the only name I think I rule out. I mean anything else? Uh, I yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, Nebraska's, I, I keep going back to, you know, a lot of people, there's this, there's a mindset out there in the past that, oh, we, you know, Nebraska can't, 
isn't going to spend this kind of money. Well, we went out there and got Frost. We went out there and got pulled a Hollyberg off. Uh, so that- Nebraska's picked up an extra twenty-five plus million a year, uh, and so there are resources there. There's that word again that Nebraska can tap into if for the right guy. That doesn't mean going out there and just spending, uh, you know, giving doing something crazy like oh, giving Mike Riley a three million dollar contract. But if you've got a proven winner out there, hey. Take a flyer. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Mike. 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 Yeah. <laughs> did, did you see that that guy got a job again? Well, I knew he was going to get a job again because because he, he just likes coaching football. But you know, again, it's in one. I give again one of those. Uh, for those of you who may have missed it, uh, he Mike Riley is now the offensive coordinator for the Seattle XFL team. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to be the guy who designs up the the mid the game opening midfield scrum or what, but but he's, <laughs> he's going to be the offensive coordinator for in the XFL after after the uh, after his uh, uh, premature exit from uh, what was it the Alliance of American Football or whatever it was yeah that was whatever the hell that was that, that team you know that uh, that uh, the some guy pulled the plug out of two weeks before the season was over, and yeah, that part didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The timing of it, but yeah, that that was that was crazy. It's like, well, I think he was trying a power play, and nobody was nobody was playing with his game, so well, he just threw the money the, away. Wasn't the situation that he wanted the app? I mean, he wasn't after the league. He wanted the he wanted technology. The, the technology that the league had developed and and kind of bought that and said, the "Heck with the football! Heck with the football!" and and pulled the rug out of. And, you know, remember the, there was a story about down that in that Riley's team that there was a coach that basically <laughs> looted the. Uh, you know, after they announced they were shutting down, there was a coach there basically just started looting the office and and supposedly went wandering out of the out of the offices with with uh, flat screen TVs and such. And people are trying to picture Mike Riley being <laughs> lugging a a fifty five inch screen out. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I, I don't know. that one, but. I don't know yeah, if I, I wasn't gonna either. if I, if you weren't gonna get paid, you go get a TV, <laughs> wouldn't you? Come on, I would. Mike Riley has money for life. He doesn't need a TV. That is not the point. The point <laughs> is, I would have a fifty-five inch TV, and when people came over to my house, I would look at them, and go, "You know where I got that? You know where I got that TV?" Yeah. The point is, John is not Mike Riley, which is. A- <laughs> Good thing. In he many, walked many away. Ways. Mike Riley left Nebraska with what? Uh, probably what about uh, six or seven million dollar buyout. And, yeah. Uh, and 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 how much is a how much? If you want a fifty five inch TV, uh, I gotta go look up on a Costco. But I bet you can get a fifty five inch TV for probably four hundred fifty five hundred bucks. <laughs> Again, it's not the money. It's where it came from. It's the story behind it. 
Impress your and, friend. And Mike Riley needs no story either, John. He he's totally. What are you he's saying like, about me? All of you are paying me to do this stuff. Really? Okay, I don't need to do this, but okay, if you want me to, I'll do it. But those assistant coaches, yeah, yeah, they they yeah. have stories. I mean, I mean need, how you get? I mean, need, how you get? How you get that fifty-five inch TV on the back of the bicycle anyway? <laughs> okay. Strap it Mike to the Wynn. top of a Prius. <laughs> well, everybody, I think that'll be about it for this week's episode of the Five Heart Podcast, and uh, we've had a lot of fun. We do miss uh, dearly our friend Hoss Reuter. He'll be back next week, and uh, John will be back next week. And for the first time uh, in a few weeks, we'll have the three legs of the tripod. And I'm sure Haas will have some opinions that he'll want to share on some of these topics that we've discussed uh, this week. But, uh, hey, we had a great time with uh, uh, Husker Mike and, and Ranch Babe uh, joining us uh, in, in, in uh, special guest appearance roles. Uh, so thank you to uh, Jill and to Mike. Appreciate you all. And, uh, John, as always, uh, your wisdom and humor are second to none. Wow, that's some sucking up. <laughs> what? Are, what? Are, I, I'm the podcast boss. What am I sucking up for? Oh yeah, you're right. The yeah. wisdom you're sucking up to the wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I'm blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. Okay. There. There's that. Look. Okay. All right. So that'll be it for this episode. Of the Five Heart Podcast for myself, Greg Mahashko, John Dam Johnston, Jill Heemster, and Mike Jackson. We remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red, man. And, uh, ooh, here we go. In unison, Jill and Mike. Win the damn game. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was in such unison. Only me? I was in such that a was spirited. It was spirited. That's what that was. All right. Take two on the count of three. One, two, three. In unison. Win, Win the, the damn, damn game. game. <laughs> you know what? I, I've, I've been doing this long enough to know it's just not going to get any better than that. And I don't have the patience <laughs> to try. Good night, everybody. The the delay of internet in rural Nebraska just does not work. Sorry. It's Mike's fault. It's fine. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.